Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. It's a it's a low energy introduction. That's so weird. Uh, Stop it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Welcome back to Tony Real. My Michael and Michael is about to Benjamin's over there. Um, oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> we got that quickly out of the way because we're better off telling everyone that this episode is mostly going to be about Endgame, Marvel's Endgame, Marvel's The Avengers 4, The Infinity War 2, The Endgame. And if you haven't seen it just don't listen to it just don't listen to it yeah this episode is not for you it's uh we're gonna go we're gonna do some non-spoilery stuff but we're gonna accidentally spoil something that's one of ben's favorite things to do it's it's almost the only reason i'm on a podcast yeah just ruining people's joy so look just don't listen to it if, if, if you haven't seen endgame yet just don't listen to it it's not, it's not worth it but by all means go watch endgame and then listen to it yeah or not because i mean marvel doesn't pay us if we get people to go see endgame yeah do you want to do the theme music? <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. But I hope someone will make some up for us. I don't want to name any names. Rachel. Good, excellent. Benjamin, <laughs> um, there was a little bit of what you call the lull, the 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 the, the Schwarzschild radius of, no, is that what it's called? Don't know how to explain that one to me. I, uh, it, was a, it was a black hole joke. Ah. Um, it's the point that, that which, at which once you pass it, you can't escape from the gravity of the black hole. Oh. I think. That happened um, to me last week when I drank too much. How did you escape then? Because um, I have special powers beyond space and time. Like Kevin Sorbo from the TV show Andromeda. Yeah, exactly. He escaped from a black hole. Did he? He did, yeah. That's that the doesn't... setup. Ah. That's, that's how they end up out of time. Ah. I didn't know Andromeda took place out of time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's set in the future, but then Kevin Sorbo got stuck in a black hole for 400 years. Oh, that's a long and time. Then, yeah, but not that long in future space where... You oh, know, so he has future tech and he goes back? No, he has future tech, but then he goes to more future, but things have regressed. Oh. Mm. Oh, how interesting. No. No. No, it's not great. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I, well, it is. It's decent enough. Why the hell are we talking about so anyway, Michael, We were talking about the uh, the lull or the dead space that we're currently That's existing we're in. Um, yeah. Look, Endgame was out uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Everybody's gone to see it. No, they haven't. Uh, no, they haven't. If you haven't, by the way, don't know if you heard the intro, but go away. Um, also, the, look... News news websites all across the internet are losing their shit about this film yeah. for a number of reasons that we'll get into when we're more spoiler heavy. Yeah. But as a result of the massive, massive success, and it does look like it's going to be a massive success. Well, we'll talk about box office later. At the current time. Uh, nobody's touching this week. Nobody's nobody's launching anything. Nobody's weighing in on anything new. Nothing, nothing, no groundbreaking materials being done because they don't want it to be washed away. By by Endgame. By Endgame. Ben, one thing that did have the cojones, the huevos rancheros, it's young Nick Fury. I I didn't know that you could oppose the feat. Yeah. Um, Great podcasting once again, us handling an action figure that the audience can't see. Want to do a little bit of ASMR with the action figure? No. um, (laughs) Leave young Nick Fury alone. (laughs) Um, As he clasps him to his bosom. Ben, one thing that did have the bravery to go up against Marvel's Endgame was the season finale of the TV show... Batman's version of Smallville, Gotham. Gotham. Yeah. Arguably better than Smallville. It was better in than In several ways. But look, you can't take away from 
the ground that Smallville broke. No, no, it it was it was it was crap. The granddaddy, it yeah, was awful. It was, Smallville was terrible. Yeah, but it set the tone for the CW style superhero yeah. epic. I can almost guarantee that Riverdale wouldn't exist outside of Smallville. Well, Arrow wouldn't exist, Ben. Yeah, Gotham wouldn't exist. Gotham probably wouldn't exist. Um. Supergirl wouldn't exist. The whole I don't thing think that would be exist. a bad thing. Supergirl is fine. It's terrible. Ben, anyway, I watched the finale. Yes. I watched season one and season two. And when then it was I watched out. no yeah. And then I watched the finale. I did. Spoilers for the season finale of Gotham. It's not really about Batman, is it? Not at all. No, because he's not in it really. Not at all. He does a he does a batarang. Yes. And he does a standing on a roof being a small boy. Moody. In in a big too big bat suit. Yeah. It's not good. Because he's only 17, Ben. It's the not actor. good. There's not a lot yeah, you can do about it. There's not a you can do with him. Well, they did a time jump. They Michael. did do a time they jump. They did a classic time jump. Um, and Selena Kyle got much sexier. She was replaced by a different actress. Yes. Because Cameron Bicondova. The original Catwoman. The original uh, Selena Kyle. Yeah. Decided she didn't want to play adult Catwoman. Oh. Mm. That's weird. She felt she had played her from the ages of 13 to 18. And it wouldn't be right for her to play her at the age of 28. Fair. Made the right call. Yeah, she doesn't look like an adult. Yeah, she, she doesn't. She's a, she has eternal child face. And well, also her own personal sense of style has gone a very different route to really? what um, what the producers of that show probably thought when they were casting her as a child. Ah, she hasn't, I think, aged the way they probably expected their Catwoman to age. Oh dear. <laughs> but yeah, look, it's all right. It's fine. It's uh, it was grand. Uh, look. Yeah. It got very convoluted there for a while. All TV shows do, though, man. Yeah, very. There were there were some very strong elements of Joel Schumacher Batman. I felt in the finale. There's there's only one TV show that didn't get more and more convoluted as it went on, and that was the TV show The Leftovers, which as which you, know, you love, quite good, Ben. Yeah, which you love. Um, yeah, look, it was. I don't know if I ever needed to see campy versions of the villains that they'd worked so hard to build into realistic kind of. Yeah, but then people. they made them camp. Yeah, and but Penguin I, was a bit fat. Yeah, I don't and, get that. And. Uh, and not Harley Quinn remained not Harley Quinn. Yeah, fucking Barbara Lee. What, what was that about? No, well, Barbara Barbara Gordon turned good again in the end. Yeah, but, you know, just have, just pick one. <laughs> pick but they one had a lads. character who wasn't Harley Quinn called Echo. Echo is a famous Riddler henchwoman. Yeah, but she was the Joker's henchwoman yeah, in this. I and know. she was Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. And she was kind of an echo of Harley Quinn. Oh. But then Echo Ben, spoilers here, she gets killed in the finale. Classic. And Joker says something along the lines of there are plenty more fish in the sea. Which oh, is yeah. in keeping with the new Harley Quinn uh, canon in the comics. Oh. There's a whole thing in the end of the Scott Schneider Endgame thing where Harley Quinn realizes. Not, uh, yeah, he originally had a, the original end to Scott Schneider's run on Batman was Endgame. Huh. Um, but in that, Harley Quinn realizes she was one of many Harley Quinns that the Joker had seduced and used and abused. Oh, that's that's quite a twist. Yes, what a twist! Scott Schneider likes a twist. Um, yeah, he loves a twist. Loves a twist. Good writer, Scott Schneider. Remain, remains strong. Tom King wants to be him. Can't be him. You think uh, Tom King is not my friend, Tom King? Here, no, not your friend, Tom King. Uh, Heroes in Crisis finished up. Um, people didn't like it. People didn't like. Well, he butchered a, a very beloved character. Oh, ball bags. Um, oh. Yeah, beloved character. Um, yeah, I don't know if anybody's been following it, but basically, spoilers for N- or for spoilers for Heroes in Crisis if you haven't read it. But uh, basically, there's a murder mystery at a psychological unit for superheroes. It's all hush hush, super secret. Mm-hmm. And the three possible whodunits are Harley Quinn, Booster Gold, 
and Wally West was supposed to be dead, but he came oh, back. He probably did it. Issue. He probably did um, it. And it turns out that it's Wally West. But this is a, a big fuck up on Tom King's part. <gasps> My friend Tom King. No, not your friend Tom King. Tom King loves to mess around with beloved characters. Tom King, not your friend Tom King. Right, yeah, very good. And one of the things that he does here is he makes Wally West the, the main villain. It's a I can't control my powers thing. For for anyone who isn't a Flash fan, that might seem like nothing to take a, a Lester Flash and do that with because mm-hmm. Barry Allen is kind of the established Flash again. Yeah. But for many people yes. who grew up in the 90s, for example, early you. 2000s, like me, mm-hmm. who watched the Justice League show uh, that Bruce Timm did. But the Justice League show that Bruce Timm did, Ben, it didn't matter who which Flash that was. Well, it was Wally West. Was it? Yeah, it was Wally West. I thought it was Barry Allen. No, you see, this is the thing. But that's what I'm saying. Um, It didn't matter. And there are big differences between Wally West and Barry Allen in terms of characterization. Barry Allen is very much Mm -hmm. science-based. Wally West is very much quippy-based and relaxed like he is in the JLA cartoon. Right. To Bruce Timbless. And he's very beloved by many, many fans. And when the New 52 kicked off... They erased him. Good. Um, and then they brought him back. Oh, he's back. popular fan demand. Mm-hmm. Now he's a murderer. Look, many all times over. are murderers. But anyway, he's pissed off a ton of people uh, doing this. Look, Tom King loves that. He courts controversy. My he friend sells Tom books. King. No, not your friend Tom King. Although maybe he does love controversy. He does a bit, Okay, yeah. yeah, well then fair enough. Tom King, your friend Tom King, and Tom King, the DC Comics writer. Yeah. Probably not in the same field. No. Um, overall. Yeah. But look, he sells books. DC keeps hiring him to do stuff. So, on their head be it. <laughs> ben, let's just jump straight into Infinity's War. Not, did, we, uh, did we jump straight in? Yeah, let's just jump just, straight just, in. We've, just, already, we've already talked about Gotham. Just look, we were, we were going to talk about Cloak and Dagger and Doom Patrol, but let's be honest, <laughs> between the two of us, Ben, we were just filling time. We're just filling time. We're just spinning wheels. <laughs> so we'll, we won't finish our. In bloody hell. Jesus. It's one of those days. Ben, let's just <laughs> talk about Endgame. Endgame. Ben, now I know, Ben, that you are massively engaged and excited by any sort of box office type talk. <laughs> so here we go. Ben, the question, the main question for Endgame seems to be, don't lean back and look bored, you son of a bitch. That'll affect my tone. Um, the main question for Endgame seems to be, Benjamin, will it be the third, second or the most successful movie of all time? Not most successful, the highest grossing. So is it going to come third, second, or first? Who are we dethroning to do this? In second position... No, sorry. In third position is Avengers Infinity's War. Okay. Uh, something like 2.1 billion. Fair. High. In Oh, no, sorry. That's fourth. Okay. That's fourth. In third, it's, I think... Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yes. With 2.17 billion. So very close together, those two. Second is uh, Jimmy C's Titanic. <clears throat> and first is Jimmy C's Blue People in Space Avatar. Jimmy C, bankable man. Um, so, I would enjoy seeing it go to the top of the list and knocking really? Jimmy C. Knocking Jimmy C down a peg. Well, I don't think Titanic needs to be up there anymore. Ben, I don't think any film will ever sell as many physical tickets as Titanic did. No, I don't think, think it will probably. ever happen again. Yeah. I we have passed weird. that era <laughs> yeah. of, of movie going. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure Titanic sold considerably more tickets than Avatar. But really? Avatar came out 10 years later and so it had inflation on its side and oh, it's good. it came out in 3D IMAX. So the tickets were more expensive. So, although Avatar made closer to three billion, it had a lot of novelty on its side involved, a lot of inflation, um, and and the, you know the the extra expense of the three D IMAX experience. Mm. 
So that's why that's why it's unlikely. My prediction, Ben, is for Endgame to become the second highest grossing film of all time. Won't top Avatar. I don't think it'll top Avatar, but I think it might knock uh, it Titanic might knock out Titanic of out of out of second place. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, in the in the Hollywood industry, Ben, they refer to movie, movies having legs. Okay. And Endgame is smashing opening records. Great. It's already. I think it's already made a billion. Which I think is it has, yeah. I think I read it. Yeah. It's absolutely obscene. It's a lot of money. And the, the the revisions, the predictions for its opening weekend keep going up. Mm. Initial predictions were eight hundred and fifty million. Because its opening million. weekend isn't over until the end of the day. Yeah. Mm. Uh, initial predictions were like 800 million. Mm. Latest revision I saw was 1.1 billion Jesus. for its opening weekend. 1.1 billion, Ben. It's That's a lot of money. crazy. It's a lot of money. The funny thing is, though, it's such a f- an expensive film to make. How much and did it cost? Nobody knows. They're not saying. Oh. But whatever it cost to make, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the realm of 400 million. Okay. Maybe even more. Double that for budget and distribution. Okay. It's probably going to break even this, this weekend. weekend. Okay. Which is insane when you're talking about a billion. Unsane. A billion dollars. Unsane when you're talking about a billion dollars. Mm. But there you go. That's what it's probably going to do. It's probably going to break even this weekend. And the question is, Ben, has it got legs? Can it can it go the extra stretch? Can it keep going? Um, probably. It's got some competition. There's what's, some what's movies the coming up. Toy Story 4 is a couple of weeks away. Um, Toy Story 4 is there. What else is coming? There are a few others that are due to pop up. No, nothing massive. So you're coming into the summer blockbuster... Oh, such professionalism, <laughs> just Michael. Just, just mute days. your phone. Just mute your phone. I'll mute my phone. We might get important podcast messages, Ben. Anyway, <laughs> no. Let's bloody Boo. let's stop talking about boring box office stuff. Oh, and instead, Ben, why don't you give us a little review of the film yeah. in the voice of Mark Kermode? Oh, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> it's just slipped out of my brain. So this uh, weekend, I went to see Marvel. Avengers Endgame. That's not bad, I think. Look, I'm not a superhero fan. It's not my thing. But I have to say, enjoyable. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to stop doing it there. Um, that was a pretty decent marker mode. I think it for, was. For no prep. No. Yeah. No, it's no, on me there. no prep, no warning. Uh, look, Michael and I have, have made an arrangement. Have we? Um, whereupon... If we're not both married by 40, we will marry each other. <laughs> yeah, we're going to marry each other and just do this uh, ad infinitum. Yeah. Um, but look... We decided we're going to do the first little bit of this as a kind of from a, a film perspective, mm. from a, a good cinematic perspective. Yeah. Um, then we'll get into the nerd shit. And then shit. we'll get into the nerd shit. Because mm-hmm. the nerd shit's coming. It yeah. is. Um, so we're going to take it from a, a film perspective. I think I hazard a guess here that Michael enjoyed it more than I did. Ben, I thought, now this is a, probably, a, to me this sounds like an interesting thought, but mm. to the listening public this might be the most boring thought. Let's I thought, Ben, I would have benefited from knowing a little bit more about it now ben there is a theory out there that says that the reason what the hell (laughs) is wrong with my computer kodak (laughs) statistics collection i have this set so things don't pop up (laughs) fuck you kodak (laughs) fuck you kodak um i think ben there's a theory that says that people enjoy movies more the more they know about it going in Really? And that our current cultural obsession with not spoiling things is actually a bit counterproductive. Um, and I 
think I've experienced that myself twice now. Probably my favourite Marvel movie ever, Ben, was... Do you want to guess? See how well see how oh, well we know each other. Let's see. Your favourite Marvel movie ever. Yeah, let's not... Uh, let's not I'm going to have to take a look around here. Let's not, let's not spend too long on this, because this could be very boring just listening to you thinking. Is it Iron Man? No, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. That makes um, a lot of sense. And probably... The most disappointing Marvel movie experience I had was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, not good. I think it was good, Ben. No, it hasn't held up. I think it has held up, Ben. I think it's held up better than I initially thought it was. And I think that's because until Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was the most secretive Marvel film. Really? Yeah. Uh. We knew very, very little about what was going to happen in that film. The trailers were similarly just the first couple of minutes. That's true. And very vague. No plot detail in the trailers whatsoever. Okay. Just little quips and stuff. Um, and I think people, some people, with a film of this size, I think I enjoyed it less than I should have on first viewing because I was constantly thinking, what's going to happen? I hope it's good. You're Yeah, you're anticipating too much. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think that... I think that's why, when I left the cinema, my brain was like the Microsoft Blue Circle. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, for the for the, the group of us that went to see it, mm-hmm. it was a very subdued group leaving the cinema. Yeah. Only only friend of the podcast, Jim, was, was in any way Enthusiastic. over the moon about it, but he had ice cream. He did have ice cream, yeah. He had a core sundae. He, he was two possibly scoops. on a, uh, an ice cream dopamine kick. Yeah, two scoops of chocolate fudge brownie, one scoop of mint uh, chocolate sauce. With chocolate sauce and milk chocolate, uh, chocolate pieces. But, but they didn't have any milk chocolate pieces. Chocolate, yeah. But we now found out, would take sprinkles in lieu of yeah. chocolate pieces, Pod- would not take nuts. No, this is podcasting gold, Jim's ice cream order. If, Jim anyone, wants like to, if anyone wants to sponsor Jim on our coffee account... Buy Jim and ice cream. Buy Jim and coffee. But Ben, yeah, I found myself coming out of it not knowing if I'd enjoyed it or not. Yeah. But I think for that very reason. Okay, because you were you were too. I was tense. Too. I was analyzing it. I was hoping certain things would happen. I would hope was hoping certain other things wouldn't happen. Oh, okay. And I was just constantly kind of on tense. edge. Yeah. yeah. I I didn't experience uh, from a from a cinematic point of view, Michael. I think it's actually quite a poor film. This I, time I disagree with you. That's fine. Um, I think in terms of scale and special effects, I've never seen anything like it. So I think... You haven't been. On that end, I think on that end of things, well fucking done, lads. Well fucking done. I think in terms of how they allowed some character arcs to wrap up from a storytelling point of view, boo. But we'll boo. get into that for full spoilers. We'll get right. into that for okay. full spoilers because I don't want to do it there because we said we wouldn't. Okay. Um, I felt the pacing in certain places, boo. No, I disagree with you um, there. And I felt, in terms of showing and telling, with regards to stuff like that, far too much exposition for a for a Marvel movie that I, I hadn't disagree. expected before. I That's disagree fine. with you. I think that the general resolution of the story arcs, with the amount that they did, was an incredible success, with one or two exceptions, which we'll talk about later. And... What you haven't talked about is I thought the acting was a very good. Yes. No, the acting was, I have to say... Across it, the board. One of the interesting things I saw on the Reddit yeah. um, as I was perusing post-movie, post-movie was a picture of the casting director who people were like, this yeah, is the yeah. unsung hero of the movie. And she really is. Like, that woman chose excellently... Nearly every role. Ten years ago. Yeah. 
No, not ten years ago. For Mar- Avengers, for for that one. Yeah, well, well she did all the casting really yeah. outside of the Hulk, yeah. um, and she did a great job. Mm. Um, those actors have held up consistently. The thing is, though, Ben, let's say, for example, let's look at Thor. Mm-hmm. You could argue that that casting wasn't that great because Thor in Thor the first one, well, uh, yeah, okay, was pretty stiff. I think like it was he, a lack of eyebrows. It was very hard the, to tell. The blonde eyebrows was the thing. <laughs> but he was quite stiff. And you could tell, I th- or you can tell now looking back, that the actor wasn't enjoying it that much. Yeah, because he was playing something that isn't him. It turns yeah. out that Chris Hemsworth is quite good at comedy. Yeah. He's got a real and knack for... <laughs> there's a certain thing where people have been in 7, 8, 9, 10 movies. Thor now is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Not the other way around. No. No. Um, Basically, they've changed Thor based to on Chris suit Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, yeah. rather than having Chris Hemsworth be forced into the round hole of Thor. But that's had an amazing effect on comic sales. <laughs> you shouldn't force yourself into anybody's round holes without consent, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Ben, have you told the listeners about your new superhero identity, Safe Space? <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is uh, in, to quote a, a very famous quote: "Some men are born to greatness; some have it thrust upon them." Yeah. And and this. This particular greatness has definitely been thrust upon me against my will, which yep. is very ironic. Um, Once upon a time, there no. was a man who had something thrust upon him without his consent. Luckily, he was due- saved by Safe Space. <laughs> due to this trauma, he donned the cowl of space and became Safe Space. Um, that's going to deafen some listeners. Yeah, sorry, sorry, everybody. Um, but Ben, look, yeah. shut up for a second. I thought we were going to go on to a whole thing. No, we're, we're, we're talking about Endgame. Um, it was good. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it since 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 we're talking about it on a cinematic level. I just felt Infinity War from a cinema from a cinema movie point of view, storytelling, writing, etc., was a far stronger film. I don't disagree that Infinity War was better. I like Infinity War more. Having said that, Ben, I have seen Infinity. Excuse me, I've seen Infinity War six times. Six times. I've seen Endgame, but once. once but so. once. It's hard to... I don't know if in, in Endgame is better than Infinity War or not. My initial reaction is it isn't. Okay. Infinity War felt tighter. Yeah, it was a better made film. Um, Endgame felt a bit looser, a bit flappier, a bit more fan service-y. But I There's think a reason it might for that be as good, well. though. I think yeah. it might be good. Well, we'll Look, find ben, out. Here's the interesting thing, right? I tried to go see it again. Did you? I did. Friday night, I tried to go see it. Completely sold out. Yeah, because Friday is everywhere. Completely night. sold out. Ch- tried to go on Saturday. Completely sold. Ben, I was trying to go on my own. I couldn't even get single tickets. Wow. You know the gap between couples wow. that no one wants to sit in. Yeah. They were sold out. Wow. Like on the square, our local cinema, mm. on the square's movie site, movie booking website. Friday was just gone. Amazing. You, you couldn't like you clicked Avengers Friday. And you couldn't even see times. They yeah. were gone. They were gone. Yeah, they just removed it. They were like, don't even try. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I, after the podcast, Ben, I'm going to try again and maybe see a Sunday matinee. Oh, a matinee. A Sunday matinee. Mm. See if I enjoy it and in a relaxing environment. Do let me ben, know. now let's move on a bit here and let's talk about it as if we're a, as, as if we're nerds. Uh, yeah, right, because right, no so one would ever believe that. What a farce. <laughs> um, yeah, so spoilers. look, if you spoilers. haven't seen spoilers it now... Here. We're what doing are you doing? What are you still doing here? Full spoils. Yeah, full spoils. 100% um, full spoilers. Michael and I, by the way, did not support listening to reviews before going to films. We enjoy a, a, yeah. a review-free viewing. Although, I'm not sure, because I've now said I think I would have benefited from knowing more about it before. Yeah. I see it. Jesus. It's tough stuff. 
Tough yeah. stuff. Tough to figure out how anyway, it works. Anyway, Ben. Anyway. Um, Wasn't Fat Thor great? Fat, <laughs> fat Thor was great. Um, such an interesting choice. Such an aggressively... <laughs> it was fake fat, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it was Chris a fat Hemsworth suit. was still as jacked as, as ever. Probably not. Because there are some scenes from, from the shoulders up where you mm. can tell he's still a very still a big, big handsome man. But look, Ben, that never goes away. Like, it, even if you get kind of... If you start looking like a melted ice cream, you'll still have those muscles under yeah, there. Yeah. Um, also, um, Chris Pratt can't keep weight off. Apparently, very chubby Star Lord. Yeah, <laughs> in uh, Endgame, he he was. There was a one scene where he you see his stomach, and it's very clear that that jacket is being kept on for strategic concealment. Um, it was it was yeah. Chris Chris Pratt only ever made that much effort for the first Guardians of the Galaxy film and can't keep it off because he had a shirtless scene. Who knew? Who knew? Benjamin, look, listen. Um, let's get into what what we're calling this episode, Ben. Um, I hope you like Marvel movies. Cause. Because, Ben, I hope you like Marvel movies because we just gone put some Marvel movies up in your Marvel movies. Yeah. Because that's what it was, Ben. It was, look, the the key, the crux of the, the movie is time travel. Well, the crux of the movie, I disagree that the crux of the movie is time travel. The crux of the second act is time travel. Time travel. The crux of the second act is time travel. The crux of the first act is sadness. Time travel. <laughs> the crux <laughs> the crux of the first act Ben is sadness and regret sadness and time travel and then the crux of the second act is time travel sad travel and then the crux of the third act is mashing all all of my action figures together <laughs> time regret <laughs> shut up <laughs> um, what was your favourite of the three acts Ben I really enjoyed first act it's probably the best bit first act is the strongest bit for yeah. me um Good characterization, mm. interesting consequences, mm. um, good to see those characters kind of making sense of it all. Good to see the traditional superhero response, like let's let's get together, let's fix this, let's 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 fucking do it. Mm. Um, and then and then they did it, and then they did it in the first twenty minutes. But sadly, too late. Yes, they did it too late. Yeah. Um, I enjoy I enjoyed Thor's anger, mm-hmm. very genuine. Yeah, very very well acted. Thor Hemsworth got some chops. He's got some chops. That guy got some chops. That guy. If I remember, I hollered quite loudly when he decapitated Thanos. Yes, you were you were delighted. You and Jim, <laughs> yeah. Jim, Jim was the only laughter to be heard in the whole cinema, and other people kind of went, "Oh, oh, that man's obviously that a psychopath." Man's got some issues, <laughs> um, but also accurate. Um, no blood from from Thanos. It, Thanos doesn't those, bleed. Those movies tend to be quite bloodless. Yeah, Thanos doesn't bleed. Well, maybe the maybe the Infinity War gauntlet. Dried up all his blood or something. Something like that, yeah. Right. Um, Maybe the lightning of Stormbreaker cauterized the wound. Yeah, look, let's call it that. Let's yeah. let's suspend down that. Um, Josh Brolin's only chance that? to act properly um, in the whole film. Yeah. His only uh, chance to be a good I mean, actor. Let's be honest, Thanos in this one is a cameo. Um, Thanos is embarrassing compared to the, the role he was given in Infinity War. Well, Infinity in, War in was... One. Infinity War was the story of Thanos as the protagonist. Yeah. This is the story of the Avengers as a protagonist, and Thanos is just the classic Marvel villain. I don't know if you had to reduce him to such a cardboard cutout. Yeah, he, uh, That's they all did. he is. They also, did. He's the villain. Ridiculously overpowered, all of a sudden. I we'll, disagree, we'll get to that in a second. No, no, hold we'll, on. We'll I disagree with you there. I don't think he was overpowered. I think the film went to good lengths to make the heroes less powered. Fat Thor. Thor got fat. Yeah. Captain America never would have been able to take on Thanos. Yeah, that's fair. And Iron Man didn't particularly want to be there. He'd settled down to a happy life. He hadn't been Iron Manning for five years. Okay, so we made a decent effort there to show out of shape heroes. Okay. Basically, uh, yeah. 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 And so there's no reason to believe that Thanos wouldn't have been able to beat them. Yeah. 
And remember, he handily beat them all. He beat when Arna. he had the glove. Yeah, but when he, he had the gauntlet, he, the the gauntlet, the infinity he, glove would be a he terrible. And <laughs> <laughs> um, he only used the gauntlet against Doctor Strange, if you remember. And um, he used the power stone to beat Iron Man, but okay. he was beating him up pretty handy before that, yeah, anyway. Um, Thor surprised him and stuck an axe in his chest. There's nothing to say he couldn't hold his own against the three of them. Especially mm. if they were in some way reduced. Captain America obviously was powered up. Yeah, by a, by a particularly That was good, great. Yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, Thor Thor was fat and Iron Man was out of the game. Fat so Thor I, has caused uproar I know, the, the, the social justice aren't happy about um, fat shaming him. Fat shaming, yeah, this is one thing. But also fanboys are like, that's not Thor, Thor would lose the weight. And it was like, no, it's just, it's a bit, lads, leave it alone. It's a character development. Leave it a bit. But that's, uh, there was a whole thing, it was like, um, oh, you can, how could you make the God of Thunder fat? It's like, because he's in a deep, deep depression. Yeah, he went off like, and got drunk for five like, years. I, I think many, many people are admiring the mental health aspect of it, where this man just can't get out of a, he's clearly in a downward spiral and he's just stuck there. He's like mm-hmm. an alcoholic. He's very, very overweight. Um, yeah, it was just, it's interesting to see that split that he's caused. I didn't mind Fat Thor. I thought Fat Thor was pretty good. A very canny use of marketing as well that they hid it. Yeah, they didn't show. Well, we only ever saw the first 15 minutes in trailers, as it turns out. Well, the, we did see some of the going in the quantum suits. So that that we're only using the first 15 minutes was a bit of a lie. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And fair enough. like the bit with, we did see the bit with Ant-Man vaulting on a pencil. Classic. And that was from the end. Classic. But yeah, um, full of twists and turns. Yeah, so I think time travel was the, was the big, the big sell of the thing. I think it's fair to say that you and I have been very critical of time travel in the past. Ben, look, we did a whole episode about why um, it's a load of bollocks. We did. Um, I, I think that almost holds up here. Almost. But for but for sentimentality and fan service. Look, let me let me break it down for you, Ben. Yeah. In this universe, if you travel back in time... So we should preface this by saying I did not understand yeah, well, the okay. time travel yeah. that was established. I'm going to get annoyed at you if I don't understand I, I struggle big time with time travel because I it's ju- not real Ben I need a graph to show me how it do you works want to do a graph um, no no it's okay I don't want to make you overwork for this but the way the next section of the podcast is going to work is Mick is going to do his best and become increasingly frustrated be I'm and not. kind I can't guarantee that and explain to me how it worked because I had many questions upon leaving the cinema look Ben because time travel doesn't exist yeah and is theoretically impossible. Yeah. When you're making a movie about time travel, yeah. the only thing I ask of you yeah. is that it be internally consistent. Right. So if you're doing a film where time travel is possible, uh-huh. make your own rules okay. and then stick to them, you son of a bitch. Do they do that effectively in Avengers Endgame? During the film, I thought no. Post the film, I think maybe. Oh, you fucking dare. We'll see. Look, Don't let me you fucking stop dare. swearing so much. <laughs> no, it's ending, baby. <laughs> uh, we're going to. All right, we're going to talk about. Okay, right. So in the film, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If you go back in time, and you remove something from the time, if you go back in time, you the 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 present, as it were, becomes your future. So right. you can't go back in time, change something, come back to your time. And changes have happened. 
So you cannot affect your past. You, you cannot affect your present by changing your past. Okay, you can't go backwards to fix stuff now. No, exactly. Right. If you go backwards and fix stuff and then come back to your present, mm-hmm. your present will be exactly the same. What you will have done is created a divergent timeline. A split. A split. Right. Right. So that's how time travel works. In the Marvel Universe. In the Marvel Universe. Not in real life. Right. Some theories say if time travel were possible, that's how it would work. Yeah. But it probably wouldn't. Look, it's a load of bollocks, Ben. Time travel, a load of bollocks. Okay. So, So, right? If you go back and you take a stone from the past and come to the present with it, the present isn't changed by your actions in the past. Okay. Right? Now, the reason you can't just do that willy-nilly is the sorcerers know about this. And are not they don't find it very pleasant. As evidenced by Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. And if you remember in Guardians of the Doctor Strange, uh, Baron Mordo had a freak out when he found out about people using time travel to fix problems. Yeah, because that's why not... he turns bad. He's like, you can create time loops, quantum irregularities, divergent timelines. Shit you well, you boy did not enjoy that at all. <laughs> he won't enjoy the way you've massacred his name. Is that his name? Tweetle-a-jeefer. <laughs> Both anyway, of us are probably wrong there in some form. Um, but so, anyway, um, right. yeah. So the main explanation of how time travel works is, first of all, given to you by uh, Nerd Tildes, Hulk. Tildy Swinton. Uh, when he's having a conversation oh, yeah. with Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Um, and she explains how they're going to handle time travel for this movie. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I think... That's one of the most important scenes because they go, look, this is how we're doing it. Doesn't yes. matter. I also enjoyed the bashing of other movies. That was um, funny. Loved Paul Rudd in this film. He was very good. Fucking loved him. Yeah. Thought he was brilliant. Best, almost one of the best things about it because he's such an everyman character. One of my favorite scenes in this film is when the three different characters land. Uh, the ship lands with Nebula and Rocket. Um, Iron Man or War Machine drops in out of nowhere and... What's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Hulk Falcon. Falcon walks by. And he goes, uh, and he's just like, oh, Jesus, he's scared shitless. And it's just amazing. But he also has the best line in the entire film is, Back to the Future is bullshit? <laughs> oh. And it's uh, it's great. They just do a whole bashing. He, he just acts as everybody else. And that scene is really important in saying, look, anything you think you know about time travel doesn't apply to this film. Yes, because we're going to tell you the rules. And they do. And here are the rules. So, that's fine. Is you it? can't do that. Well, keep going. First of all, it's not fine. Okay, it's not fine. Sorry. The reason it's not fine is, Ben, we've talked about this before. We talked about it. But last week. But last week. Uh, when we were talking about the magic order is if you're going to create tension in films, you can't give a cure for things going wrong. And now the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a way to solve anybody's problems with time travel. But it doesn't. It does. Oh. They still have a time platform and Hank Pym is alive to make more Pym particles. Even if Hank Pym was alive to not, even if Hank Pym wasn't alive to make more Pym particles, you can just continually go to the past and get more Pym particles. Which won't affect your present. Exactly. Because you've created an alter timeline so you can constantly go back to to the the same same point. point. Yeah. Just don't bump into yourself. And just do it again. Yeah. And again. Yeah. And again. Yes. Now, presumably a sorcerer would try and stop you. 
it would be, I think, the responsibility of the supreme, the sorcerer supreme, supreme to stop. So Doctor Strange would be there slapping you about. I think that, or Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swints, or, or Tilda Swints, or whoever was sorcerer supreme before them. Which she was the ancient one for a long old time. She yeah, a couple of thousand supreme. years. Yeah, though. so any, any modern attempt would probably be Tilda Swints giving you now SmackDown. Yeah, but she's easily convinced. It turns out. Yeah, all you have to do is say Benedict Cumberbatch said it was grand. Yeah, <laughs> and the she's actor like, oh. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, okay. But yeah, I do so Bendy comes. <laughs> <laughs> that was unintentional. Brilliant. Apologies. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> um, yeah. So presumably, Ben, that is one of the reasons that the Time Stone exists, and the sorcerers would hopefully stop you doing that. Yeah, sure. If that's why time travel isn't possible. Yeah. They've kind of closed it off well enough. But that's me coming up with this explanation. That's not in the movie. Yeah, see, that's not explained in the movie. So, where I struggle with this... Go on. Where I struggle with this... It's like, Ben, you know when they thought, we only have enough pin particles to go back in time once and try this once? Yeah. Why didn't they just go back... Grab more. Grab loads more. And do this a bunch of times. Exactly. Get it run. Get, get a perfect run. Yeah. I'm assuming... Mm-hmm. Because that wouldn't suit the film. Yes, that's why, uh, Ben. <laughs> but also, okay, so I have two questions as a result of this theory, which I think is actually a pretty solid theory and has cleared up many things for me. All right, go on. Thank you very much. Look, go on. Gamora. Yeah. New Gamora. 2014 Gamora. Yes. She's been plucked from an alternate timeline. No. Okay. Go. She came from our timeline. The original The original timeline. timeline. She, was, she traveled forward... Right. Or was plucked. It doesn't really matter. Um, her and Thanos and all that whole army leaving 2014 creates an alternative timeline branching off from 2014. Okay. But that's an alternative timeline. Our 2014 to 2023 to 2023 still happened. Okay. So they didn't leave in our timeline. Because... Our past doesn't affect our present. Our past does affect our present. But that's not our past. That's okay. their future. It's, okay. That's relatively consistent too. Round now, two. here's the issue. Yeah. If you can do that, you should be able to time travel and get Black Widow back. That's what I was going to ask yeah. next. So, why can we not get Black Widow back? There's no reason. There's okay. no reason. It's just, she it's had just, to sacrifice herself yeah, in the film yeah. and that was it. Okay, fair enough. But not only why can we not get Black Widow back... Steve could have gone back to the past and got Peggy and brought her to the future. This is the one that wants to is This is my next one. Uh, if, like, they could have gone back and got Yondu. They could have... They can save anyone they feel like and drag them into the present and have anything go. And it doesn't affect that old timeline because that would split and diverge into a new timeline. Uh, yeah. So it would have no... Ramifications, ramifications of, on, which is why, on the main hour timeline. Which is why Nebula shoots herself in the chest. And it's fine. And it's fine. In Back to the Future logic... A, okay. That few, our nebula would have disappeared would have doing that, but that wasn't. You can't change your present by changing the past. Right? Fucking bullshit. No, it's fine. No, it's all horseshit. No, that is absolutely fine. No, it's the laziest writing they possibly it could have come up with. That they should never have done time travel. If, what a load of if ta- if time travel is possible, that is most likely how it would work. Not that is not bullshit. It's now, bullshit. here's the thing. What about the philosophical ramifications of borrowing people from time? They're not actually your one. They're well, there's one. no. They are. Well, there is no your one, Ben. Well, you see, this is the thing now. If you want to be that philosophical about mm-hmm. it, there is no your person. Okay, fine. Because 
yes, for example, it it sets up Guardians of the Galaxy three to have them have to do a reintroduction Search of Gamora, Gamora, which is actually pretty, I think, pretty interesting. Yeah, because she was kind of a boring character in Guardians. Of the Galaxy. <laughs> you could argue that. Yeah, she was. Um, but it does again. What might close the loop is that for the five years that they were attempting to do this, there was no Sorcerer Supreme. Because so there was no block. So there was no block. There was no time stone. But in future, when Stephen the time Strange will go, ah! Or just even perhaps the presence of the time stone is what stops it from being possible. Oh, the time stone automatically correct. It autocorrects. <laughs> yeah. But now there is no time stone anymore. Is there not? Do we get no. rid of them completely? Well, oh, he sends it back in time. He sends it back in time. They put them back. No, but that means when Thanos clicked his fingers, there's no more time stone. So there is no time stone anymore. So that might be why time travel is possible. That was another interesting thing that came up to me. At the beginning of the film, Mm -hmm. Thanos is weakened and defeated because he's destroyed the stones. stones, Yes. Then Tilda Swinton says that's not possible because that's what keeps the balance of the universe in place. Mm -hmm. So how the fuck did he destroy the stones with no serious ramifications? Yeah. Well, maybe one of the ramifications is time travel is now possible willy-nilly. Oh. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Look, we've said it before. We've said it again. Time travel is bullshit. Yeah, look, um, don't don't get don't get mixed up in time travel. Yeah, it makes it makes it very convoluted. Like it's causing. I, in some ways, I'm sure the internet is delighted because mm-hmm. all I have read this week is how did that happen in Avengers? Mm-hmm. How does time oh, travel gives, work in Avengers? Yeah, it gives like, a lot they of just got a lot of clickbait articles. But I and they, they a lot of them get it wrong. A lot of these people clearly watched the movie and jotted down some ideas after the movie and didn't... They missed parts. And well, they, they maybe sk- we're wrong. Well, no, absolutely. But we're not. But maybe, <laughs> well, maybe we are. Maybe we are. But some of the journalists just clearly got the wrong end of the stick altogether. Journalists... In different places. Should have been an air quotes there, Ben. Um, <laughs> Fair. Look, listen. It, it, it's, it's always a minefield with time travel. It's always a minefield with anything that can undo losses. Yeah. Especially Shouldn't in a shared universe. Shouldn't have been ben, done. Let's talk about um, ramifications. Ramifications. Yeah. So Here's, let's, go on. Sorry. Let's Are look at know? the big three, because this this is the swan song for at least. Well, the big six. I think uh, it's fair to talk about all of them. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's, let's talk about the original lineup, the original right. Avengers. Mm-hmm. We have. Um, we'll come to the big three at the end. We'll do okay. Hawkeye first. Yeah. Get the fan back. Gets the family back. Retires. Presumably, a lot of people are very angry at him. He was already retired. People are going to hate him. Yeah, he's a so big old murderer. Hopefully, that's that'll be what his uh, his own series is about. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that I think um, that's good. I think that worked out well. It'll just be him on a ranch because he became a vigilante, killed a lot of criminals. Presumably, some of them are going to want revenge. Although I think the the plot point might be that he didn't leave anyone <laughs> who yeah. would be able to track him down. Yeah. You know, the son of someone could come back and try someone's and get him through a window. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, classic. I think that was satisfying. Keanu Reeves round round three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, every large role that Hawkeye has had in. In Avengers movies seems like an apology for his mistreatment of the previous one. Yeah, that's, like, that's all Hawkeye his, gets. His big role Sorry. in Age of Ultron was an apology for being brainwashed for most of Avengers. Yeah. And then his big role in this was his apology for not being in Endgame. Yeah, or at all. Infinity War, yeah. Um, so, Natasha, Gonzo. Surprising. Um, I didn't think she'd be the one to do it. No. Thought he should be the one to do it. But Not he is really a fan. sure why she did it. Because she had read in her ledger. She owed him one for taking the right choice in Budapest. Bullshit. 
I, I thought it was alright nah. I, I, they, they really they, like they, throwing women off that cliff they, they do yeah <laughs> I think she landed in the same position as yeah cliff, no, she did that cliffing. was the whole that was the whole they cliffed her point I think I like that the Red Skull gave them exactly the same speech one of the most fascinating things to do with time travel means Captain America has to deal with the Red Skull that's the thing two. how does he give him back the soul stone that'll be fucking when it. he gives him back the soul stone does that mean Natasha comes back it's a soul for a soul yeah and oh, who knows babe. who knows is that, how, is that how the series is going to pop up is, is she going to have yeah anyway um, is her movie going to be a prequel now who knows I think, I think it might be Natasha comes back possibly as part of the trade um, anyway sorry moving on from there Hulk didn't like Hulk's characterization in this one didn't but, need Professor Hulk in a Marvel movie I thought he was great um, he was great comedic relief I, I feel really cheated by No Thanos round two yeah, well, um, it, uh, no one cares if you feel cheated. No, no, I know, I know. From But from a fanboy point of view, yeah, well, from a sheerly irrational... Get over it, be a grown-up. No, no, I don't want to. Um, that's Hulk, how comics works. Hulk had a very satisfying three-movie arc. Oh, no, it was good in terms of characterization, but I did want to see him kick the shit out of Thanos. Yeah, everyone did. I assumed when he beat the big three mm-hmm. that Hulk would step up for round two, and because yeah, he didn't have... Hulk's moment of redemption was... He did the click. He did the click, yeah. yeah. He, he undid the click. The, could, the you, himself. could you get a bigger revenge on Thanos than that? Yeah, he got click number one. Yeah, Thanos punched him around a bit, but then Hulk literally undid, undid his Thanos' life work. Life work. Yeah. Um, there's your revenge. There's, yeah. Hey. That's a much hey. better revenge. Yeah, though. okay, fair enough. Good, Re- good for him. Ben, as you and Khan say, revenge and Shakespeare, revenge is a dish best served cold. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> Then moving on to the the big three lads, um, Iron Man. Bloody look, Ben. I wasn't that sad that Iron Man died. I thought we it saw was, it a, yeah, it was a satisfying end of his story. He made from the big sacrifice ten years ago in a cave to making the big sacrifice to save the whole universe, being the one to lay down a good life. on the yeah. yeah. No, he did good, and I thought it was a very. I thought that was a very satisfying re- resolution. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow iron suit go fuck itself. I, I don't know why you would say that. Very seems, irritating. I don't think it was I at all. I just don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. I think you just don't like women. I, I, I'm actually quite a fan <laughs> of women. Um, but just not Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know. I thought it was fine. It was a little moment. She, she, she's she been there since the beginning, Ben. She deserves a suit. I think she was the second Marvel character on screen, possibly. Really? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. She, anyway. she might have been. Um, and she got her little superhero moment. Where's think John Favreau's suit? Where was Happy suit? Huh? Yeah. That's what I wanted. I miscounted and I thought there were four Iron Men floating around. Who's the fourth one? But I think it was uh, Star-Lord. Yeah, probably. He did look very similar on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor, off on as Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, kick. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be interesting, I think. Thor has had a very interesting character arc to desperately wanting to be king but not being worthy to then feeling not ready to be king, to then being feeling not worthy. To realising he back, should never have been king. But then realising he can be king. Yeah. And then realising he's just all over the place. My, yeah, that was... But he has a very long life. Yeah, so he could come back. He could Look, come back. If he's in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and it's called As Guardians of the Galaxy, I will be very happy. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. And then the one that pissed me off the most, the one that I just felt <laughs> Well, didn't... Ben, you just seem very angry. <laughs> uh, no, the one the one that just really annoyed me from a character point of view was Captain America. Why? Um he got his dance spent. Yeah, but I don't I don't know where this huge longing for Peggy Carter came from in movie number 3. 
Because he's always had it. No, no, no. He's he always had the bloody it. thing he's, around. Yeah, that was the first was time we've bang... seen the carried bloody thing around. No, it wasn't. He was going to ride her niece. He, he was go- that was weird. <laughs> um, um, that, that has all kinds of complications, but we won't get into that. Oh. Uh, the First of all, one of the things I enjoyed the most was where Captain America faces himself and he goes, I could do this all day. He goes, yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. There was barely a line in that movie that wasn't a throwback yeah. just to what we're talking about Captain America the the teased elevator fight yeah averted by Cap saying hail Hydra to sit well was sublime yeah it was mm-hmm. very well mm-hmm. done mamma mia yeah, it, it was it was very that's well that's a done. spicy meatball yeah, it was very well done um, that is America's ass yeah great line mm-hmm. um, look it was great. It was fun to see a jaded Captain America, the guy who's been doing duty for his entire life. I, I get all that. What I don't get yeah. is how he stops his previous version by going, Bucky's alive, right? Because, Ben. This, but we know exactly why that worked. Yeah, we did it in that particular case, right? All right. I get that. Yeah. But then he just leaves Bucky. When? In the present. Yeah, but like things have been resolved with Bucky. Why didn't he take Bucky back? Why would he take Bucky back? Bucky's happy where he is. Is he? Yeah. Says who? Bucky. Since when? Off screen. Ah, get fucked. No, look, he says, like, he's like, uh, do you remember when he says, Bucky says to him, don't do anything stupid? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, Bucky says to Steve, don't do anything stupid. No, Steve says to Bucky, don't do anything stupid. And Bucky says... How can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Yeah, fair enough. That's a throwback to Captain America. He knew, he knew... What Steve that was Captain gonna wasn't going to come back. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. That when, makes sense. When we were watching that scene, uh, my good lady friend said, "I'll just kiss." <laughs> That's fair. Very fair. Um, how does Captain America come back? Yeah. Now th- this timeline? might be bullshit, but I'm not sure. Um, we're we're back into the technicalities here, unfortunately, rather than the plot. Sorry. It, I think he he so. By the rules that they established, and this upset me when we watched it, by the rules that they established, he can't have done that. Yeah. Because if he travelled to our past... That's what I understood. Then he would have changed our past, and that would... Divergent timeline. Exactly. So he went he, off with Peggy Carter. Exactly. And we know that Peggy Carter didn't marry him and live with him. Do we know Well, that? maybe we don't know Because that. it's a mystery man but, in the TV show, isn't it? No. Her husband uh, is a... No, she doesn't mention a husband. Well, there's a whole... I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, go on. anyway, look. Unless crinkly old Steve Rogers was at her funeral. Yeah, uh, look. I've... So the idea here is that he and goes she was back, pretending and there's to have two Alzheimer's. Captain Americas in that timeline. There's right. one in the ice, and one living it up in the forties with her. Yeah. Now, my theory, the way I can reconcile this, is he basically created a divergent timeline, and lived in that divergent timeline with Peggy. Until she died. And then put the stone back and closed off the diversion timeline. Okay. Which is very cruel. It's, it's be... not Steve Right, This is what I mean. I This theory had occurred to me. If that's the case, it goes against everything that Captain America very stands selfish. for. Very selfish, yeah. Very selfish. It goes against everything they've built up over several movies. I've said, I've said it before. The two Captain America movies that the Russo brothers did are by and far two of my favourites of the entire mm-hmm. run. I love the Captain America character that they created. If he did that. Mm-hmm. If he obliterated a timeline for a dance. Well, a life. 
for a dance for a life for a dance he didn't dance know is a code well. word for sex he didn't yeah I know yeah. getting the ride <laughs> I don't think he ever got the ride in, in present time did he uh, it's never really apparently I think Scarlett Johansson said in an interview that Cap and Black Widow had been <laughs> during intense, the during the five years be intense not during the five years during the the years between Civil War and Good Infinity man. War you know when they were on the lamb Good man. Of course you would. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Just as like a um, bit of companionship. Yeah, they not? weren't in love. They weren't in love. They just, were just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's for anyone that misses that gorgeous movement. <laughs> you know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, if that's how it works, yeah. and it seems like the most logical version mm-hmm. that butchers a character. To yeah, me. because it, it either damages the character or breaks its own rules of time travel. Pick one. Pick yeah, one. Which I, one do you want? I, I would prefer that it didn't damage the character now, and we didn't get to see Old Man Steve. Yeah, but then, where did he get the shield? Did he steal that from a timeline? Yeah, we're just allowed to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you can just go around stealing shields, why can't you go around stealing Natasha Romanoff's? Look. The thing is, though. Time travel. If, like, if you think about Natasha Romanoff's character, if you went back in time and told her, look, you make a big sacrifice to save the universe, come with me and we'll circumvent it, she'd be like, nah. No, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Get out of here. Yeah, of she's really not a happy person. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually makes a bit of sense. Ben, what did you think about when the women teamed up? Yeah, so I've had some I've had some thought oh, on this, no, right? No, not a thought. No, no, no. Because I, I had initially had a very shoehorned response. I didn't like it. But then someone pointed out to me, someone that I know who saw it, who has a young daughter. Yeah. And he said, my little girl lit up mm-hmm. when she saw that. Mm-hmm. I went, okay. My lady friend loved it too. Okay. In that case, that's fine. It is pandery, but so is all comic book movies. I was a little bit over the top when I reacted to it. Really. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I get that. Oh, here comes but the then I think, yeah, comes No, the no. I think in terms of characterization, they fucked it up again. Because oh, that's... No, 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 no. That, that woman's <laughs> team is then completely ineffective. Well, everyone gets beaten. Except for Captain Marvel. No, she gets... Who just blitzes through the entire army. Yeah, but then she gets blown up. I thought she died. There was a second where I, I was genuinely worried. That was one of my moments of genuine worry that she was going to come in at the end. A deus ex A literal ex deus, deus ex machina. Well, she did. Yeah, but she, she didn't. She took out that ship that was going to cause a ton of damage. She did take out the ship, but then Thanos did beat her and got rid of her. No bother. Just, I think she lost some of her power. There's a weird scene where she's fighting with the glove and there's something being... No, she was winning. Absorbed. No, but there's something being absorbed off her. I didn't goes, think Did that. You see that. No, I thought that was the energy, her energy fighting the gloves energy. And then Thanos tries to headbutt her and it doesn't, doesn't, work, at doesn't all. work at yeah, all. Yeah. And then he just sneaks the power stone out and blasts her with her. And that seems to take her out of the fight. Yeah. But uh, like she gave him a, she, I, she got she would the have best. I don't yeah. know. The person who comes closest to beating him one on one is Scarlet Witch, which I'm fine with. Because yeah, Scarlet Witch has history. Yeah, she has a lot of right. That was a good scene mm. where he has to concede. He's like, "Just do it. Just <laughs> blow everything up. This woman is going to kill me." But Sire, <laughs> our forces. Yeah. Um, there was some other moments. Yeah, as that well. was a good moment of panic. Where it was like, uh, "Like we don't. We're going to do this." Or uh, I'm going to lose. <laughs> um, did you notice that when Proxima Midnight, the Lady Thanos follower, Nerva? No. What? Is it not Minerva? Do no, Minerva is Gemma Chan from Thank you. Captain Marvel. There we go. Cool. Uh, did you notice that when Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive 
were disappearing at the end. Her husband. Yeah. They were in the same position as Scarlet Witch and Vision when they disappeared. Were they? Yeah. Oh. But the whole film was just that. The whole film, every moment of that was film a is, is a callback to yeah. another Marvel film. Not callbacks to the comics so much. Callbacks yeah. to... There are nice little nods films. here and there to the comics. But mostly the films. Nerd Hulk is a big comic nod. I think that was too big a thing to just call it a nod. Yeah, just okay. Like, you know, Nerd Hulk was an arc. A character they decided arc. To take. Hail Hydra was a great nod to that very controversial run yeah, in Captain America. Yeah. Um, also just hilarious callback mm. to the film. I love the smug look on his face when he walks away from the elevator. He's just like, ah, got him. I'm not in Hydra. Fucking ah. sons of bitches. Um, I think that shows a great... Uh, I, I thought that showed great growth in Captain America's character because back mm. in the day it would have been like no nah, that's bad I'm going to take it out yeah yeah and this he time it's like a bit. oh I can actually use it to my advantage well, here he, he becomes more of a spy he very disreputably beats his past self yeah no he, bother he uses yeah. a trick that he knows works on him yeah to beat his past self yeah and then he tricks Hydra and yeah he's a real tricky tricky dicky he's a real tricky dicky he's more of a Richard um, Nixon than a than a who's a good president uh, JFK he was probably bad Obama is he good it doesn't matter Ben <laughs> what do you think is going to happen in Spider-Man Far From Home um, is it going to be set five years later is it set in 2023 as I said to you I think um, it is it is the time jump I, yeah. I do think we're going to adhere to that and it's going to be set in 2023 or 2024 I think so when things have kind of re-established I, ben, yeah if you, he's on a holiday if you take yeah he's on a holiday but if you take away half the population of the world for five years it's gone like that changes society so incredibly and then if imagine all of those people them, just come yeah, back come back like what imagine all the marriages that broke up all the kids who well, grew up without their parents. That's what one of the Russo brothers says in, in his little cameo, is that his husband was, was gone. Yeah. And he was going on dates. Gone on dates? What's he going to do now? What about all the people who remarried? What about what about world food what production? What about the people who fucking moved on? Yeah. What about the food production? Who's going to feed ha- three and a half billion... Because that billion, hasn't been maintained. Three and a half billion people just appeared overnight. Who's like, going to feed them? Like, a jock from, yeah. from, what, from what I saw. Like, yeah, it's it's a big ramification. Ben, Unless we, Tony Stark did an L mega click. Like, we, we don't know the exact ramifications. What did Tony Stark do? Tony Tony Stark... What did he do when he clicked it? He clicks and sends Thanos oh, and he, his army he away. Thanos, yeah. But we don't know the exact ramifications... Of what he did. ...of his click. He's the smartest man on Earth. In... The Marvel MCU... I don't know. Sure, he might be smarter. The smartest man with the gauntlet <laughs> that could have possibly had the gauntlet, yeah. okay? We we have that here and there, but we don't we don't know that for, for a fact. The smartest man in the room with the power to do something is mm-hmm. him. We don't know what he wished for. So he could have fixed He everything. could have come up with... And he loves a formula. Mm. He loves a simulation. We don't know if he doubled the resources on the planet. We don't know if he effectively put everything back the way... Because he could. Mm. And we don't know if he just sent that Thanos back to his timeline to do what he was. I don't think he erased that Thanos from existence. I think he just put him back in his regular timeline. No, that's not necessary. Is it not necessary? No, that doesn't... Okay, it doesn't matter. But still though, Ben, we watched the TV series The Leftovers. And that was about the five-year ramifications of... 2% 2% of the world disappearing. But 50%. What I think what's more interesting is 50% of the universe disappeared for a while. Yes. Ben, 
what the heck is going to happen in Agents of Shield season six? Who cares? What the heck is going to happen in Cloak and Dagger season I, three? I think that's sadly probably the biggest thing I'm going to take away from Endgame is mm-hmm. I don't necessarily give a fuck about that universe anymore mm. now. What I wanted to see signed off on has been signed off on, if if that makes sense. Yeah, but there's I'm, still movies coming. Uh, but I'm I don't know if I care about the movies. Uh, are you done? Is what that what you're saying? You and the men no, no, you are done I'll, professionally. I'll probably see them again. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not. What one of the things I enjoyed about the Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. was the interaction with Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Well, they have Nick Fury now. Not the same. Look, Ben, I am both interested and slightly upset about where it's going is the new marvel captain marvel film going to be all about her maintaining in the five years in the 2023 where she says i'm spread pretty thin over thousands of planets i hope not i like i don't like the idea of giving us an ending and then filling in that five-year gap do i have to see that haircut a lot more it wasn't great was it, no, it was have you seen have you seen brie larson's stunt double brie larson's stunt double looks more like captain marvel they'd never give it to her the, no because she's not an actress she's a stunt double yeah. But she has she does the look more, very like She does really look like the comic Captain Marvel. I thought she did all her own stunts. Oh, don't get into that. Same um, yeah, but anyway, um, look. Final final thoughts on it, Ben. I was disappointed in a couple of things. Um, yeah, I was. I was, I was dis- disappointed that Lady Sif didn't come back. I didn't care. About that. I was disappointed that we didn't get the Abomination. I was disappointed <laughs> really that, that I really wanted the Abomination to come through one of the portals and just go. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Uh, I was disappointed that. Um, I think in 20 years they'll do a DVD special edition director's cut mm. where they insert Lady Sif the the runaways Star Wars effect yeah where they put when the portal to New York opens Punisher will come through with them and and Daredevil so Such easy to do with I was completely ridiculous but so easy to do with CGI and they just put them in it wouldn't need anything you would just need Sif to walk through then insert her in the bit with the ladies with her little sword going I'm also here um, it'd be a nice callback yeah. Um, yeah it it left me a bit hollow in places I'll be honest well it, in terms of fan service spectacular you're very, film you're very bitter um, in terms of it's true you're a bitter man um, in terms of wrapping up something that people were so invested in giving them what they want good solid call mm-hmm. on a lot of that for comic book fans I can't think of anything better I don't know if it'll hold up in five years um, as anything other than a spectacle I don't know how well it operates outside of the hype machine that it's become oh. um, well I mean that's the whole no spoilers thing well we'll see won't we we'll, we'll see yeah I'll see you here in five years we'll, oh, do, a, no. we'll do a review <laughs> oh, <no>. um, <laughs> but uh, or we can just quickly do a time jump let's just let's uh, do a time jump let's do a fan so <gasps> yeah. um, but yeah I mean good film for Marvel fans Hope you like Marvel films. Hope you like Marvel films. <laughs> we put some Marvel films up in your Marvel film. <laughs> Look, ladies and gentlemen, if you saw um, Endgame, let yeah. us know down below what you thought of it. Or better yet, let us know in the DMs, because no spoilers. Um, we're not big fans of that here. It's a bit early. Ah, look, um, the internet is spoiling it now. We are actually, if anything, slightly late with Slightly our late with our spoilers. But look, give us a shout. Let us know what you thought. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. If SoundCloud. You're still into SoundCloud. Uh, Mick's new rap debut album, Mumble Rap. Um, well, 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 Mick to the well, L um, is coming out pretty soon. We're going Yeah, that's just a taste of what you can expect from that spectacular album. Um, so yeah, give us a follow. Thank you to the people who have been giving us reviews on iTunes. By the way, yeah, we sure have we have a few now. We really appreciate it. 
Um, Except that very... one that called you a racist. Well, I am a racist. <laughs> a committed racist, bigot, homophobe, and misogynist. Yeah. All rolled into one. Yeah. Classic Ben. Um, anyway, bye. What an ending. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Uh, uh.